Hey everyone, welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday the 27th of August and I'm joined by the co-founder of The Daily Oz, Zara Seidler. Zara, for the first time in an Instagram COVID update yesterday, we had to use a comma. It was picked up in the comments how significant this was. Can you take us through the numbers? And then I'm going to talk about the latest threat in Kabul and why the US, the UK, Australia and other allies are now giving advice that you shouldn't go to the airport. Staying on the domestic front first, yesterday was a bittersweet day for those in New South Wales. We recorded a new record, 1,029 locally acquired cases. Never thought we were going to be up that high and at least 61 of those cases were infectious in the community. There were also three deaths reported by New South Wales Health. Victoria similarly did not have a great day yesterday with 80 locally acquired cases and 41 of those cases infectious in the community. Better news from the ACT, who recorded 14 locally acquired cases and just one infectious in the community. It was an odd morning of COVID news because alongside the terrible numbers in New South Wales was some really good news for fully vaccinated individuals. From 12.01 on Monday the 13th of September, those that live in the non-LGAs of concern will be able to gather outdoors in groups of up to five people. This includes children and all adults must be fully vaccinated. They must also gather within five kilometres of home or within person's LGA. For those inside the LGAs of concern, households with all adults fully vaccinated will be able to gather outdoors for recreation for one hour. Here's what Premier Berejiklian had to say about why they took this step now. We know, uh, and Dr Wright, who's a chief psychiatrist, is here, we know that people coming together is what people miss the most. And whilst there are various options we looked at, that was the option that met uh, the mental health needs and well-being of our community, but also uh, provided the lowest risk settings. Sam, I'm looking forward to our picnic at 12.02am on Monday the 13th of September. It'll be the first time we've seen each other and it'll be a great bonding experience. You're in my top five, Zara. You snuck in. I'm honoured. Going overseas now and yesterday it was reported that 100,000 people in the US are currently in hospital with COVID-19 and that's the highest figure we've seen since January this year. The rise in cases has been attributed simultaneously to the Delta variant and also to those who are unvaccinated, who of course can spread the virus more freely. This is only the second time the US has crossed the 100,000 threshold. The last time it happened was on December 2nd, leading to nearly two months of sustained hospitalizations of more than 100,000 people. And for some much-needed Friday good news, starting in September, public school students in the U.S. state of Oregon will have access to free pads and tampons. The products must be in at least two bathrooms in any building where education happens, and in all bathrooms by June 2023. This time last week, Australians in Kabul, the capital of Afghanistan, were told to get to the airport as quick as possible to be evacuated. The same advice was being given to Afghans with visas to exit the country. However, a week later and the advice has totally changed. Now the advice is to stay away from the airport, putting the safety and also the escape plan for tens of thousands of people still needing to be evacuated into doubt. Have a listen to what President Biden had to say and then let's break it down a little further. There are real and significant challenges that we also have to take into consideration. The longer we stay starting with the acute and growing risk of an attack by a terrorist group known as ISIS-K, an ISIS affiliate in Afghanistan, which is the sworn enemy of the Taliban as well. Every day we're on the ground, 
is another day we know that ISIS-K is seeking to target the airport and attack both U.S. and allied forces and innocent civilians. So when we hear about this imminent threat, who is that threat from? Is it from the Taliban or another group? So you would have heard President Biden in that clip talk about ISIS-K or ISK. This is a different group to the Taliban. This is a group that's a splinter group of ISIS. They originally started as a Pakistani version of the Taliban, but then they basically became more extreme than the Taliban. Right now, ISIS-K and the Taliban are sworn enemies. It looks like what's happened since Kabul was taken over by the Taliban, that ISIS-K has actually traveled to Kabul, which has now become kind of a meeting ground for extremist groups. American military and intelligence analysts say that there's really credible threats from this group, including a truck full of bombs, suicide bombers infiltrating crowds at the airport, and even mortar strikes against the airfield and aeroplanes. It's this reason why they're telling people to stay away from the airport immediately. While people are being encouraged not to approach the airport, there is still this evacuation process underway that's being led by the US and the Allies, including Australia. So what happens now with those evacuations? So the big date on everybody's minds is 31st of August, and that's the date that President Biden and the US have set for this evacuation process to finish. Now, as we discussed on yesterday's podcast, other allied countries, including Australia, are putting a bit of pressure on the US to extend that deadline, to give them more time to take people out at a slower pace, which they hope decreases the risk. That advice now has been thrown up in the air a bit because of this ongoing threat from ISIS-K, and it seems to now be a matter of getting people out as quickly as possible. For the Americans, this means moving away from the airport and doing helicopter operations throughout the city to evacuate Americans. The French have said that they're going to stop their evacuations from tomorrow, which means leaving, quote, a few dozen more French citizens in Afghanistan. In terms of Australia's advice, the Foreign Minister Maurice Payne gave very clear advice to Australians still in the country. Go home and await further instructions from Australia. It's interesting to note that countries are being a little cagey about what this threat actually is and what it looks like, but they're all speaking with a very high degree of confidence. And that tells us that there really is no doubt that the airport is no longer a safe place and that countries need to be looking at alternative methods of getting their citizens out. Right now, the BBC is sharing video and imagery from the Pakistan-Afghanistan border, which shows hundreds and hundreds of people lining up. While the airport has all of our attention because Australian forces are evacuating people via the airport, there is a large portion of the Afghan community that is trying to flee via foot across the border, and this will no doubt become the next frontier of this crisis. If there's any part of the conflict that you think could do with more explaining, hit us up on Instagram at The Daily Oz. We are passionate about breaking down this issue for you. Until then, have a great weekend. Take some time to disconnect from the news and switch off. Look after yourselves and stay safe.